Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Hello, beautiful single people. Welcome back to Hashtag Single. I'm Jeanette Bonnie, your host. Um, by the time you're hearing this episode, we're probably still in quarantine. Yay! <laughs> so um, we are recording this episode like the last one from the bounty of our confined spaces from our individual home. So it might sound a little different to you than previous episodes, but um, this time it's really important to connect to people. So I still wanted to have the podcast. So I've got two virtual guests. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for being on Hashtag Single with me. Hi, hi, Jeanette. Thank you for having <laughs> me on. I'm so excited. Ah. Um, and uh, <laughs> our voice of the patriarchy is Taylor. Taylor, <laughs> did you know you were the voice of the patriarchy? <laughs> I, I had no idea, but you know what? Um, I have no problem either playing the bad guy or just the guy. So I'm oh, perfectly fine with either. I've, I've had several guests. Uh, not be um, like uh, Taylor is a friend of Emily's and and she brought him in. So um, uh, they're like, hey, do you want to do this podcast with me? And then they're like, surprise, here's what it is. So yes, we are <laughs> we are a feminist wow. podcast. It's just a feminist joke. You are not meant to represent the entire patriarchy, obviously, but it's just to get um, a male perspective counterpoint to whatever Emily and I talk about today. So the rules for the voice of the patriarchy is that you use your wonderful listening skills to uh, to hear what Emily and I are going to talk about today, and then uh, we'll check in with you and like see what's got you riled up and see if you agree or disagree or have anything to add. How's that sound? Perfect, perfect. Now, is this cool. is this clean or or you know do I have to watch my language? I I mean we've been cursing since I started, so no one's come after me. So I'm gonna say let's keep a good run. Okay, <laughs> like, that's awesome. Okay, perfect. Gotcha. I don't think the internet is regulated by uh, the FCC, but so yeah, have at it. We talk about dick pics and all sorts of like horrible sex jokes. So you know, let's get in there. Why not? Awesome. <laughs> Emily. Hi, Jeanette. <laughs> their faces and we're like so excited just to like look at another human being in the eye um I know. <laughs> we're like acting like nerds hi how are you um well emily agreed to be on this podcast uh several weeks ago obviously when we were not in quarantine um so i'm um, thank you so much for adjusting to the situation on um i'm assuming you're still single since we last talked yes and how nothing has changed we're yeah, even more single than we were before because we are alone <laughs> Um, I, I wanted to bring Emily on the podcast because I think she's the definition of a badass woman in terms. She has a podcast herself with a huge amount of followers, is an expert in Bitcoin and sort of digital currency, if you will. Um, and she works for slash with Columbia um, as a researcher. Is that right? Yeah, I work in their laboratory. So, yeah. um, so she's like just doing yeah. like a major hustle on the side in addition to like helping the world. <laughs> yeah. um, 
So I, I admire you so much. And, and that's why that's why you're here. Um, because why the fuck are you single? Because you're such an amazing catch, right? Yeah, um, I, I try to be um, humble. Um, and I also work for medical examiners in Newark. Um, so I have two full time jobs. Actually, it's more than just two. But yeah, my hustle is crazy. Um, uh, I, I think just finding so my whole thing about relationships is two things. You want to find a companion. And then you want to have someone that you're sexually attracted to for sex, right? Please. Those are the two yeah. things yeah, that please. you need. So, <laughs> right? so in my journey in this life is finding finding those two things, you know, because there's people that you're sexually compatible with, but they they're not a good companion, and vice versa. They might be a good companion, but you're not sexually, you know, meshing. So that's the hard part. It's fine. I, I find that I think that is essentially the really hard part. Like I've gone on. I, a lot of nice dates, what I call nice dates with conversations with people, but I didn't want to make out with them at the end of the day. Or I've like been really attracted to people who are just like a-holes in terms of communication and empathy and just connecting on a real level. So I hear you. Those two things synonymously are really hard to find. Tell me a little bit about your dating journey. Where where are you at? What have you been doing recently? How long has it been? Okay, so then uh, I was in a relationship for three years, and I broke up in 2018 before the holidays, before <laughs> before Christmas. I'm like, I gotta get out of this, and um, that relationship was for three years, and it was a good relationship, but it was just we weren't compatible in the sense that where he wanted to go in his life, I that's not where I wanted to go, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. We had different goals. So that was the issue. Um, just hanging out. And like, I learned a lot of stuff from him. He liked to go fishing. So I learned how to fish and he was like an outdoorsy type of guy. So I like that because there's a part of me that's outdoorsy. So that was cool. But like my ambition and where I wanted to go and the things I wanted to do, it was above where he was at. So there was, you know, like, cause I have the, I want to rule the world type of like, I have things to do. Like that's me. Mm. And I think in dating, if your guy is not on that same page as you, it's not going to work because they just want to, he just want to chill and go fishing and do this. And I'm thinking about how to do my podcast and how to market and how to, and for him is like, it's too much work. So I'm very mm -hmm. much a worker, a doer. I want to impact. I want to leave a legacy. And that's like, you know, that shows succession. So I, it's, it's too much succession for him. And it's not enough just regular Joe girl just hanging and fishing. What is it that like men just want to like have a good time? And you're like, no, I want to take over the world. I need you to help me do that. Because <laughs> I think there's a lot of women like you that I'm having on the podcast and me too, who are just um, who need to be with a partner that understands that drive and that passion and uh, equally needs to feel challenged and supported by that person and not like you're the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and the thing about it is that you don't even have to help me get there. I just want you to support and want yourself to get someplace. Right. So that's really the issue is the bad. Like they're like, not, not, not unsupportive, but they're not trying to get anything for themselves. So that's my biggest problem is that I'm striving and then they're coming back, oh, you're working too much and you're doing so. And the reason why is because I feel in male and female relationships, there's a flip. There's been a flip. Meaning that 
men came back from the war, men were the providers, men had to work hard, like, so, right? So they had to go and they had to feed their families and feed their children. And so then what happened is th there was this, this part of the culture where they had to be ambitious and they had to be the breadwinners and they had, so there was this thing. And then during, you know, not just these... like, like mid century, but like literally for hundreds of years, that was the yes. set up. That was, that's the yep. definition of a patriarchal society. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the patriarch decides, the, uh, I have a hard time saying that, but that type of society is, is broke. A lot of men don't have fathers, they don't have father figures, like what being a man is, right? So then what happened is I was uh, raised a lot by my aunts and my mother and my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And these are women who had to sacrifice and do a lot of stuff for their kids. And it's funny because I learned this during their funerals. Like how, like my grandmother worked at a Lego factory making $25 a week to bring all her kids from Haiti. Like you learn all these things that these women did to support their families and to support their kids and to put their kids through college and, my, and me put me through private school and to private college, right? So my mother invested a lot in me education-wise. And, and at the end of the day, I understand that. So then that's why me as an adult, I'm giving back. Yeah. And it's not this whole, my end and be all in my brain and my personality isn't to get married and to have kids, right? Those are two different paths. My path is to be a successful person, to leave like leave a legacy, yeah. leave generational wealth, be there for my friends, be there for my family. Be, like so that's what me being here is. It's not having kids, it's not like it's not being a wife. Which it's is not being... to say you can't have both of those things. Like they're not mutually sure. exclusive, right? For not. some people. But I'm with you that like previously in a patriarchal system, the the man was the successful driven breadwinner and the woman was the provider, the, the mom, sure. the housewife and the child raise her. So that was supposed to be the thing that you were proud of doing. Yeah. So now that now that women are have been given permission, I hate that word, but like are allowed to be doing the things that we want to be doing, um, having a family and having kids and having a marriage are more of a choice um, and not necessarily like a given. It's just like mm -hmm. someone explained it recently, like it is yet another option for your life. It is not the only option for your life. You know, like you yes. can literally look at your life like it is like tree branches shredding before you and you're like, yeah, cool. I can go down branch A or I can I can oh, I can do D or I can I can I cut meet in the middle and, and go both, you know. Women are so wonderful because we're very long term thinkers, unlike men. Mm, yes. Just keep it real. Men will see about this close to them. Most of them. Right. Because when women project, women project for long times. That's why I said for yeah. us, we're the best financial planners. We're the best strategic planners. We're the best business because we think, and we. That's why I like to. Get, I got into finance is to prove that. Like we're very good with money. Like we've been balancing checkbooks for like managing finances, and I feel we should take that power back. I've been planning for my retirement since I was twenty eight years old. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. of the fact that the experiences from my family and my mother and my mother dying at 53 of cancer. And so I've le I'm learning. And the thing about it is that I know a lot of men, these these head shows that's on the financial news is and they're all mm -hmm. dudes. And they're like, all men. And I'm like, they should, 
Caucasian men at that. Yeah. Men they're trying to make quick money. They're trying to make scammy money. They're trying like, and I'm like, oh no, honey, my my portfolio is like a between 10 to 15, 20 year. Like I've taught think long in the distance, really long. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, we're gonna live longer. Women are t- have a tendency to be more healthier. Like I need a nice retirement. I'm not gonna be working forever. You can work forever, but I gotta be out. Like <laughs> So when you're dating or when you, are you actively dating right now? Are you going on dates like through apps or mm-hmm. whatever? You're not. Is that because you just don't have time or are you, or are you just not having it? It's because I, I think the whole online dating thing um, is a fantasy. I people not, yeah, it's a fantasy. People not realistic. A man want that and their brain, they want, I don't know, a model. They want me to be like Holly Berry, like whatever. But it doesn't matter how beautiful a woman is. Everybody gets older. Everybody's their size changes. And at the end of the day, because they think like this, they're looking for whatever. But the most beautiful woman has gotten divorced. And there's a man like Bruce Willis. For the most beautiful woman, there's a man who's sick of her. It doesn't matter how good she looks, right? So they're too, it's true, right? No, I just love that you use Bruce Willis. as like... That's <laughs> what he was talking about. Demi, how could, how could you divorce oh, okay. Demi more? Demi more. And he was like, listen, brah. For the most attractive woman, there is a man out there who is sick of her ass, who dumped her ass, who cheated on her ass. And that's the truth. (laughs) Keeping it real. I hear you. I hear you. So at the end of the day, like, I'm a person who's really, I'm real and I'm raw and I'm what you see is what you get. Remember that, that old, what you see is what you get. So... I think a lot of men, like for you to deal with me, like you have to be honest with yourself. You can't be a person who deceives yourself because I hanging with me. Like there's a lot of men who hang with me and then they end up feeling bad about themselves. They say that constantly. Oh my God, Emily, you make me feel bad. Because you've accomplished so much and you intimidate them just like with Leah not even about intimidation like I tell her I'm like it's not a race why are we comparing I'm not comparing my life experiences with your life experiences it's not about that and in life what happens is the the race and getting it is so important to so many people and I said that's not what you have to think about life is a journey it's time make time your friend my end goal is not to be a millionaire whatever I have a thing is like I want to be partially retired at this age and these are the things that I need. And while I'm doing these things, I'm traveling, I'm meeting friends, I'm living a life that's trying to be stress-free and anxiety-free. Like, that's how I am. And I told them, there's certain things I can't have, right? So I'm like, I have an old car, but it's paid for. You know what I mean? I, I have a nice big apartment, but it's old. Like, does that make sense? So in life, you have to make these types of um you have to make these types of um, not 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 like concessions. You have to make concessions, and at the end of the day, it's not to have a people like, oh, I need a million dollars or two million dollars. It's not about that. I want to live a life where I'm not stressed about certain things, and mm-hmm. that's the equilibrium I'm living at. Right. Does that make sense? It you know, absolutely certain- does, and I don't see why men shouldn't be able to. <clears throat> excuse me. Why men shouldn't be able to embrace that concept as well? Like that seems really sane if you're just trying to aspire to those things in your own life like why should that intimidate 
uh, someone you're dating, much less, or, or just even anyone else, period. Like why I'm not like, I'm, I'm inspired by you, but I'm not intimidated by your success. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I don't know why that gets, I don't know why that, that dynamic throws off the potential of romantic relationships. Cause you're not the first, this is not the first time I've heard that before. Um, or, or it's just a very small percentage of the population of men that are cool with, um, our type of women in their man's brain is a competition going on co- constantly. Like it's a like with other men, with with everybody, even with the women they date. Like oh, I have to. That's why oh, I have to date a hotter women, or they have to date a woman that other people will approve. Like there's this competition going on, and I feel, um, and and I get it, right? So it's like oh, it's like sports teams, and it's like like oh, mine is better, and oh, and and it, it, it gives yeah. Bravado is that a good word for it? Machismo. There's like you're right. There's like a lot of competition built into kind of a masculine. I mean, of course, we're making a huge generalization here because when we say men, we're and we're talking about this specific kind of man, I guess. But um, like just to generalize even more, since we're already going down the dark rabbit hole, I'm thinking about like dudes in finance who you're probably coming up against all the time, like the men on TV, for example, or like brokers of Wall Street. They all fit into like a really specific box whether they mean to or not and um yeah there there's definitely competition within that little that little click down on down on wall street so yeah I- and and my, my and my idea they should really love women like me because we could discuss finance like and that's the thing yeah, is you're on their level yeah but they don't they're, they're uncomfortable with that because what happens when i go and talk there's so much of proving like Oh, she really does know what she's talking about. Like, as I talk, because they want to basically disregard me, like they throw me away. And I'll be like, well, I'm I'm really smart. Right. I'm a smart person. Like I have a degree in biochemistry and molecular biology. So I just didn't put my brain into finance. Right. I wanted to find but the capacity is there. And that's basically, you know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, I studied with PhDs and I did research. And I said, well, we're very much into compartments and silos. But my whole thing is once you have the capacity to do something, there's a lot of things that you can do. And my idea is really like to talk about things and to talk about theories and finance and to be on that level, which is above the petty competition. Because to me, that 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 idea is kind of like low, low end. Does that make sense? It's kind of like, I want to be like, you know, this person, you have all these people, you talk about ideas and you learn things and you're like, oh my God, I have this idea, blah, blah, blah. But we're kind of too basic and greed and who's better. And so I kind of, kind of rise above that. And I'm just looking for that other person, that companion who sees that. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. oh, she's smart. I want to hang out with her and go hiking and talk about these things and discuss this and blah, blah, blah. And kind of get and that's basically what it is, is finding people who are just not petty. And, oh, who knows? Because I know, you know, I know you're smart and I love men that are masculine. I love men who are very super intelligent, who want to talk about these things and kind of beyond that. But they kind of like end up with women that are like eye candy and not really head candy. <laughs> candy yes brain, brain candy right so yeah because <laughs> so, is yeah, it like yeah. do we think like that it makes them feel smarter it makes them feel because, like they're winning yeah of course because she's hot and other other men are envious and women are envious of what they have 
Um, but like what, okay, so when you've seen people in medicine, so I'm in medicine now. So a lot of the spouses of doctors and researchers and okay, so all the people who are doing the pandemics right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at their spouses. So a lot of men, you have to understand there's a manipulation in the media and what you're seeing. Because there's a lot of people who are celebrities that they don't show you their spouse. You know why? Because they're really kind of average, but they fell in love with them because of who they are and what their mind is doing. That's so true. So, I mean, like, that's really just more evidence of the patriarchal society, like showing us examples of what we should be or what we should have or what we should aspire to. I'm in my 40s, my early 40s. I've never been married, no children. I don't want kids. I'm kids is off my planning right now. And I'm really kind of like kind of like going to be selfish and going to be a narcissist and going to be like, okay, it's going to be about me now. I'm very transparent as, as how I feel. I tell men I love them. I care about their them. I like to make breakfast for them and bed. Like I'm, I could do all that stuff, laundry and, and be that housewife and it's fine. But there's certain stuff that they've done where like a man, oh, you're never going to make it without me and stuff like that. And it's like, can you imagine a man telling me that after <laughs> knowing me? It's like, what? No. That- no, I would think he was yeah. like a complete idiot if he. Right. Was, uh, <laughs> I'm never going to make it out there without you're me. Like, like, I need him. Like, really, bro? Like, really? Okay. That's like, yeah. you hit on something really important, <laughs> which is that, like, um, I, so I follow this dating coach. I talk about him a lot on the podcast. His name is Matthew Hussey. He is a, a male dating coach for, for women. Um, and he always talks about, like, men need to feel needed. And they need to feel, um, it's almost like you're like, like they're like their children, like little 10 year olds. Like you need to constantly be telling them how smart they are, how handsome they are to encourage them to do things with you because they need permission and they need to feel needed. So, um, he's like, this is not a new concept. You know, women have been doing this for ages. Like the way that women would drop a handkerchief across the room and hope a man would pick it up and say, oh. Thank you so much. You are, you're my hero. You found my handkerchief, but she freaking dropped the handkerchief. Like she planted that seed to let him take the lead. So the whole, this whole time we've actually been in control is his theory. Um, We've just been let, we've let men think that they are in control because it's, it serves the male ego. So my whole thing is that Emily's like buying second homes and all. So if you're not even, if you're still like living at home with the parents, does that make sense? Yes. Right. Yes. Someone told me once in my, um, I had a long-term relationship. It's not going to work. I had a long-term relationship in my twenties for five and a half years. And towards the end of it, I mean, I ended up breaking up with him and I was devastated that it didn't work. Like, it seems weird, but I made the choice to end it because I I knew in my head that it wasn't working. And someone explained it to me very aptly once. They were like, when you guys started, you were at the same level. And then as you, but you continued to grow and you outpaced him. So by the end of your relationship, you know, you may have started in the same place, but you were sort of like, a kilometer ahead of him in the race. And, uh, and that's, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I, I guess I hadn't really thought of, of that before. Like if you're in a relationship, you have to grow together at the same yeah, pace. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise like it's going to become disjointed and women really yeah. do like do need someone who can certain women do need someone who can keep pace with them. Otherwise yeah. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm like, like you, I am great on my own. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Honestly, we could date, we could have sex, but like I'm taking care of my business. 
as I know you are. I got myself covered. So if you can't do that too, I don't need you in my life. Yeah. And and that's basically what it is. So it's kind of like, so my whole thing, like, you know, you have like a checklist. So as you grow, you, you kind your checklist changes. Yeah. So I'm that person where it's like, oh, okay, so now I'm, I, okay. So I need a man who's like a homeowner, a multiple homeowners, a man, does that make, a man who owns a building, a man, does that make sense? So or a, a business. Man like, or a business, somebody who's very financial, like financially savvy. They know how to check the books. They know how to balance. Like, okay, I'm not going to go out to dinner every night because I have to save money. Like a person who's in that realm who's in that, now that circle, right? So then the person who's like, oh, I meant, cause like example, like I talk, go in and I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm looking for contractors. So the contractor might like, oh my God, Emily, I would love to learn about Bitcoin. That seems interesting and how you're using it for like a savings account to get interest and because they're on that, right? But now are they single, <laughs> right? And they're not. And that's the issue is that the men who are there, they have Becky or uh, Barbara and, oh, yeah, I met her in college. And so they met that woman who's grown with them and helping them with their business. True. And so that's the reality of the situation, because men who are like that and here as I get older, I'm in my 40s, they found their companion with the companion with the sex person, like they got that person there, right? Mm. Because there's a mm. lot of men who are businessmen who are who are physicians I work with. They love me. They're like, oh my God, like they would like love to be with me, but they are and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're single. You're great. You're a good worker. You're like you're 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 but they're already kind of paired off. Yeah. Because like you said, they found that person that they're growing with and they're increasing with and then they're going to retire with and like all that stuff. So, you know, my whole thing is, you know what, who I'm going to end up with? I'm going to end up with like a widower, someone. And that's like, right. See how my brain works, because that's the reality. Someone who found their person and for whatever unfortunate reason passed away and they're like kind of like back on the market. And then we've kind of like find each other. And that's right. So that's the reality of it. That's why I'm yeah. kind of like not so stressed because the person I'm looking for is in a specific window of time and f- where they are with their money and their, you know what I mean? So I'm going to have to be dealing with men who have older kids and you know what I mean? And you know, all this, this other stuff. And I love um, that you've, I love that you've thought this through already and you're just like playing the long game. Like you said earlier, like, you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be dating right now. I already know that. I'm just going to yeah. wait for someone's spouse to die. And then I'm going to swoop in. I mean, you're talking like what, like 25 years? <laughs> yeah, sure. Like I might be like that person to like first get, I realize like, I'm like, oh, Emily, you might be the person to first get married, like at 50. Like I never resound to it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be happy and find that person that I'm happy with. And at the end of the day, that's what everybody wants. You know what I mean? I want to, and it doesn't matter if I can be older and it's, if I, I don't have to keep it right. Cause getting older to me is not a big problem. Right. Cause time is my friend is not my enemy you know but i prefer to have maybe 20 or 30 years of a great relationship than than meeting somebody and getting divorced and having kids and breaking right because my long game i see i saw all of that and i don't want to perpetuate that right because i don't lie to myself i tell myself the truth and at the end of the day, there's a lot of women who deal with men and they fake just to have that person and they live a miserable life. And I've seen them. They've got divorced and, and that, i.e. gave the marriage a bad name. 
it's people who did it, who saw it and did it anyway, that messed up marriage. And that's what the truth of it is. They wait, if you waited and, and you know, you married your best friend who you want to fuck. That's what it is. You have to marry your best friend that you want to fuck. You would have a lovely relationship because there's a lot of women, really good friends of mine that, you know, while they're courting, I've known the men they dated and they've dated, they've met their husbands like later in their thirties, their early forties, and they have great relationships, really good relationships. So I've seen great marriages and I've seen crappy marriages and I know the difference, you know what I'm saying? You know, and even the men were like friends of mine and women I've, I've helped get together and, and, and kind of like, oh, I could see them working because I saw the compatibility in the friendship. Yeah. And so I've kind of like, or there's men who don't like my friends with, I'm like, I don't <laughs> put you down or he's kind of nasty to you or because I saw it. Because you can see a man who really loves a woman, and you can see a man who's like, oh, yeah, he, he, you're beautiful, and he wants you because you're beautiful. So there's this, this movie that I love. It's called A Room with a View. It's, it's a um, it's an ivory merchant, and I remember reading that like when I was 16. And there's this character. Her name is Lucy Honeychurch. So basically, at the end of the day, there's a guy she loves, but the family didn't approve. And she kind of pushed him aside to get the guy that she thought that everybody would approve of. And the guy wanted her as eye candy. And he said, that man can't love you. He wants you like an ivory box or a painting. And the guy that she got, George, George um, said, I love you and I want you to have your own thoughts and feelings even when I hold you in my arms. And that is the guy that I want. As I'm hugging him, he wants me to be my own person. And he loves me because I'm my own person. Oh. That, that's what it's about, finding that person. It's so that wants you to have your own thoughts and feelings when he holds you in, when he holds you in his arms. So that's, that's the model. That's what I want to, that's what we all should aspire to. I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, Taylor. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready for you now. I, oh, okay. Um, I feel like we dumped a lot um, into the atmosphere um, and certainly we brought up a lot of things we like about we were making a lot of assumptions about how men believe and react and what they want. And so now is your time. I would love to hear any like your perspective on any of those assumptions that we made or anything that came up for you. Um, so I'll say this, and I think it's always important to provide some context because I also had to check the date. I'm about just three and a half weeks away from turning 30. So that kind of puts me in a very awesome. interesting, yeah, and, and very interesting demographic, even though I've been told I have a bit of an old soul. Um, so I would say I absolutely agree because, you know, obviously the, 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 the part of me that has to suppress the patriarchal side that's there is going to be like, oh, well, I disagree. No, I do agree from, you know, from both you ladies perspectives on what you've seen in men. And as as someone that has been around those guys, I've been around those arenas as well, because before I got into digital arts and media, I dabbled a lot in corporate finance. So from working uh -huh. for, you know, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, from working oh with JP Morgan, you know, having a mother who's been a banker for over 30 years. You know, so I've been in those arenas and I've seen those COOs and those different guys and the sort of women that they kept. But then I guess on the flip side, it really depends on the guy. Just like I think it would also just 
it, it also depends on the situation. So I, I do know those guys who are with the women who are uh, subservient, who are pretty much eye candy. And like you said, are the ones that are good homemakers and, you know, and I'm, the, the term is escaping me now, but um, pretty much keep the keep the keep the bed warm, if you will. Oh, so, you know, yeah. they, 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 there's that, you know, there's definitely guys that go for that. I think just speaking from my own, you know, experience with some of my, you know, closer friends and just seeing their interest, it truly does depend because I've seen a lot of guys who have been self-established and mean well and want to be family men. But then on the flip side, they're with these women. And again, I'm not throwing this as a generalization. Maybe it's just for my generation, too, that you have a lot of these women who are like, well, I do all of this. I'm independent. I don't need a person in my life. I may just want you for this specific function. And then that's that. But now the guy wants more because he's telling himself, well, I'd love to build with you. I'd love to grow with you and create a family dynamic. Maybe us come together, you know, with our own finances and invest in something and just build and grow. Whereas the woman's like, nah, you know, I'm a feminist. You know, it's all about me and what I'm going to do. I'm going to live my best life. I'm living my best life. I don't need you. And the thing is. No, no, I was going to say, I just have a theory that Mm -hmm. like, um, this is actually just come up from being one actually from fundraising is that, um, when I was fundraising, I was having trouble raising funds for a project I was making. And I spoke to a coach and she said, um, I think you're having trouble because you're, you're the image you're putting forth, forth on social media is that you've got this. Like you're really put together. You're all good. It doesn't look like you need help. So my theory is that if men see women, maybe like Emily, who like have got it all together, she's got multiple sources of income. She's got lots of educations. Then there doesn't seem like uh, there's a space for me as a man in your life. Do you follow what I'm saying? Well, 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 I I would say – I would say in some instances, yes, other cases, no. I'm a rare, I'm I'm a rare instance, just speaking probably a little highly of myself because my daddy was pretty much a pimp and player. That's, you know, why my parents' situation was what it was and how that goes. I've been around, you know, men in my family who are all, you know, chauvinistic and womanizers, but then I've been around the guys that say, These are the things you do to be a good man to the person in your life. You know, this is what you do to be the father figure, the provider, but I don't think it ever came from a point that men ever felt, at least the men in my life that I've come to witness, that they ever felt challenged by a successful woman. If anything, Ah. I always viewed them as always having a much higher regard for a woman that was actually very, that that was very much successful and established because- Regard regard isn't the same as like attraction. Like you can respect someone and still be like- uh, I don't want to, as well, Emma well, said, well, I don't want to get well, to bed with you. Well, well, yeah, well, yes. well, even, well, if anything, that made them even more attractive, actually. Because if anything, I would, I would think to these guys, I would say like, wow, you know, she's got this business. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's got a great heart, great soul. And, you know, she just, she just has so much going for her. I think at least for the men in my life, I think that they would put that level of attraction much higher than she's hot or she's just subservient or she does or she just does what i say if anything that is probably better best suited for the woman that it's like like you said you know you're hot you know we could do this we could fuck around but i'm not making a family with you i'm not building a future with you it's we're gonna have fun for right now and i mean hey and then who knows we'll just be air quote friends you know, for the for for the foreseeable for the foreseeable future, because every I swear every ma- every male in my life 
They've always, you know, every male figure from cousins, friends, uncles, they always had those good friends of theirs. So, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, so basically, I, I like you, a, you need to hook Emily up with someone that you know is what it sounds like to me. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, essentially because, you know, you know, I, you know, she, she's a unicorn. Like, like folks, like folks would say about <laughs> yes. me, you know, like, you know, like I'm, like I'm a unicorn. It's like, listen, you're this person that's a good person. You're, you know, um, self-made, enterprising. You know, you don't have kids. You, you know, you aren't someone that's out here. You know, being a menace to society. You're a unicorn. All things, all things considered. <laughs> so, you know, folks have, definitely look at that highly. Have you ever been on a date where you felt intimidated, or you just didn't connect with someone because of their success? In the very beginning of said instance of dating someone, I did feel that sense of like, well. Am I just going to be seen as this plaything to her or am I someone that she might see as a viable partner? Because, again, this, you know, this woman, she's older than me. She's much more established, has way more, you know, uh, you know, has has all these graduate degrees, these investments, all these different things. And I'm like, well, here I am, this, you know, not so starving artist who's putting together a production company and putting things together. And it's like I'm basically looking at it from from her standpoint of, well, here I am pretty good where I am right now and you're starting up and you're developing. So I like she and I, we would always make the reference of almost like in football where it's like, Hey, you're the rookie quarterback that needs to lead this team. And I'm the head coach saying, all right, look, kid, this is what you got to do. Okay. You do this, do that, do this. And I promise you, we will get success. Just follow my lead. Some men would not go for that because then they would feel like, okay, she's just telling me she's looking down upon me and she's doing all those things. Whereas someone like myself, I'm like, oh, because given my past dating experience, I'm like, oh, there's a partner here. Finally. Oh, I like that. (laughs) You know, finally, there's someone that's actually like, hey, we're in this together. You know, I see what you're trying to do. And let's let's build off of that. So so you're saying it's like not necessarily about control that like um, like I think the sort of prevailing theory is that men don't like to be with successful women because they like to be in control, but more about like the fear of being seen as a plaything or not serious. Yeah, it's the it's the idea. Of, it's the idea of being seen as inferior even to your own partner, even though you may think like, oh, but what about gender roles and societal roles? Like I'll say example. And again, I know I don't meet the criteria, but um, I did have I did have someone come to me I'm like, oh, that's right. That's right. You're the um, that's right. You're um, your your wife is the doctor. And I'm thinking to myself, OK, she's not a doctor yet and she's not my wife yet. But then they said, oh, and, and you're the artist. Okay, and it immediately uh, made me feel like, oh, oh how cute, so, yeah, like yeah. yeah so it's like, oh, pet, how cute. You you're you're the pet thing while she's the person that's out here changing the world. So the thing is, is that it it's I, I guess it becomes less the power dynamic and more so just the idea that even when it comes to men, society does play this role, and and it even and it even presents itself in relationships where it's like, okay, cool. Even in instances where the woman may have been making more money, may be more established, you still have to sort of play kind of a little bit along the lines of those gender roles. So if you go out, there's no way you're just letting her foot the bill. Now, are you? No. I'm like, you're, you're the man here. If you ask her out, take her out. You know, like, oh, hey, we're going on this trip. And, you know, she says, oh, can you go get me something? You don't go, well, you know, do you have cash? No, you immediately assume that you fit that bill. So those things still 
play a very active part no matter where the I guess as you would say you know the 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 sites are as equals you know they, mm. they they still very much play a part and the thing is people do very much pay very close attention to it because then it's the idea of well is she that much better than him or or you know or better yet okay well you know she she's too good for him honestly like nah you know she you definitely need someone that 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 she she needs an equal you know she she needs someone that's gonna put her in line and you know gonna be able to do these different things and honestly for the most part if i've come to see just in my own experiences like like it's it's almost like carrying off of what EJ was um was uh mentioning you know you want someone that's going to believe in you someone that's going to prop you up someone that's going to encourage you someone that's going to say listen you got this like you know you you can do this whatever it is you have my own wavering support a lot of folks now are just looking for stability they're looking for that person that they can turn towards and say if things get real or you know as we're trying to etch out our dreams you know are you going to be there and if you are let's let's do this like let's go and i think we need to like take control and like let them control it the way you control the rest of your life i mean if you if you don't want to wait 25 years for your widower is what i'm saying you know like (laughs) just be be the badass that you are and say like hey you let's do this because i've accepted that it's much easier because i don't want to be that bitter hateful chick and i still am hopeful about love and i'm still hopeful and I think that's the problem is a lot of women are not hopeful anymore for whatever reason. And I don't want to be that person because I can't go hating. I don't hate the patriarchy. What I want is I want the patriarchy to kind of understand me a little bit better. That's basically what it is. But I don't hate them. I love them. I just wish they kind of got it a little bit more. And, and instead of them keeping it real, they're giving me a dream and a fantasy. And that's not what I want. I want I want the, the realness. And you see here with this epidemic with COVID, this is realness right now. Emily, I wish we were in the same room together and I would just give you the biggest <laughs> effing hug because I just know that I'm like right there with you and that there's a lot of people also, you know, that's the reason why I started this podcast and my guests that have been on this podcast that are all feeling the same frustrations that you are. Like there's something just like not aligned in the world. Um, But I mean, all I can say is that I think you're incredible, wonderful, successful, beautiful, warm hearted person. Um, And hopefully love will come recognize you for the value that you offer. I truly want that for for you and for and for me too. Yeah. Virtual hug. <laughs> Isolation hug. We're just hugging ourselves, you guys. I wish you could oh see this. It's like and, and we're gonna have you to so do. Lots for of hugging. The opportunity to be on this podcast. Because when I talked to you um during the podcast uh happy hour, I was like, and you were telling me your platform, because you have to speak your truth. I'm, I'm very honored to have you here. And I think you're a, a phenomenal role model for women who want to go into traditionally masculine jobs. So keep at it. Keep speaking your truth and hustling your hustle. Uh, Taylor, I hope someday we get to someday meet in real life. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That would but be amazing. Th- thank you for, um, like I said, saying yes to a, a total stranger and for sharing your wisdom with us. I, I appreciate your presence here as well. Oh, of course. No, I absolutely appreciate um, I appreciate platforms like this because because people need it. I think, you know, the modern women, women like yourselves absolutely need this just to know that it's not just you. It's yeah. not something that's wrong with you or that's something right. like that. It's just a matter of, of like like Emily was saying, it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of when, not if. That's oh, well said. Well said. Absolutely. 
thank you guys, both of you, for being on Hashtag Single with me. Um, if you guys want to uh, connect with Emily, I'm going to put the links to her podcast and um, whatever else you want to share with us, Emily, to, to see if people want to learn about Bitcoin, which I think is really freaking cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess I could just close this out by saying stay sane, stay healthy, be safe, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks, Emma. Thank you, guys. Keep on hauling those coins. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for Hashtag Single. We will catch you next time. Bye.